0: Of that, he struggles to find a reason to leave his bed in the morning. I dispute that Gabe was drunk when Doolan puts it to him, but it was two o'clock in the morning. Gabe was on a night out with former colleagues, making his way home on his own. It is unlikely that he was sober. Which is when you encountered Refik Jahani. And you know this how? I say. ''I know this, Mr. Connell, because the CCTV footage of the incident tells me it was his face on it, his fists. You can say that to a jury and put your house on it.'' He pauses. ''I'll grant him this. Your client knows how to fight.'' Another thing the army gave Gabe, the ability to physically outmatch almost anybody he comes across, fighting off one leg or not. Doolan describes the footage. Two men meeting in a street, an altercation, one coming off better. No big deal, nothing exceptional. Remind me, I say, what exactly are you charging my client with? Attempted murder, says Akram from behind me. He draws the second word out as if it has too many vowels. I do not turn around to look at him know that he would love me to, love to stare me down with those sleepy, smiling eyes. Please, I say, we're talking about a drunken brawl. Some little chancer comes across my client, decides to try his luck. Juries go for war, veterans, doesn't sound like you've got anything. Doolan makes a show of taking out a notepad, takes his time finding the right page. He is not yet forty and I wonder about his diet. Lager must play an important role. Doctor I spoke to, he says, told me Rafik had been stabbed so many times they gave up counting. Said they couldn't get blood into him fast enough, it was coming out quicker than it was going in. Made a hole this big. He makes a circle with his thumb and index finger. Got through forty litres of it. Doolan sits back, nods his head at Akram. How many litres of blood your average Kurdish scumbag got? Six. So take the positives, that's all new blood he's walking around with, English blood. Might change him, stop him being a thieving wanker. Doolan rubs his chin. I say thieving wanker, turns out this one's a straight A student. A credit to his family on his way to university. If he ever wakes up. Gabe shifts in his chair. And before I can stop him, he says, I didn't stab anyone. Gabe, I say you, he continues, pointing a finger at Doolan, are a fucking liar. Doolan smiles. Go on. I put my hand on Gabe's wrist, squeeze hard, watch the veins stand out on the back of his hand. He is furious, outraged by these men's casual disdain, their air of untouchable authority. I imagine that the army is more rigorous that its rules are, on the whole, better defined and adhered to. But this is not the army, this is the police. And in my experience, the rules they are governed by owe as much to the jungle as they do to the law. Gabe needs to stop talking, and fast. You've got it on camera? The stabbing? Doolan shakes his head. What we've got is this young man, Rafiq, getting up off the floor and going after your client. Minutes later, he's leaking blood all over the street. Doesn't take a genius to put it together. You're going to need to do better than that, I say. And we will, says Doolan. He says this with a confidence that makes it seem like a preordained event. My client would like some time out, I say. I feel Gabe tense next to me and I squeeze harder, feel his bones shift together under my hand. Doolan raises an eyebrow amused. He looks over my shoulder at Akram, but I do not follow his gaze, keep my eyes steady on the fat detective. It wasn't a request, I say. We're done for now. Again, Doolan seems momentarily unsure, unused to being spoken to in this way. Then he stands up abruptly, says, Interview terminated, stops the machine. He looks down at me, tries to use his bulk to intimidate. Your client's going down, he says. That much I fucking guarantee you. He nods at Akram and they leave us, close the door behind them. And for a moment in the silence left behind, it feels as if we are both prisoners in this room.